Welcome to KW Conversations, where we discuss the workforce and education issues that matter in the Louisville region. This show is brought to you by Kentuckiana Works, the region's Workforce Development Board. Welcome to another episode of KW Conversations. My name is Angela Wilson, and I'm the Adult Program Director for Kentuckiana Works. So today, what we're going to talk about, um, we have two great panelists. We have young African-Americans that are successful um, in their field. And this conversation today is about um, people that are working and just a little bit about their journey in the overarching field of um, industry of construction. So I'm actually going to stop talking and I'm going to let Chelsea and Steve introduce themselves. But ladies first, um, Chelsea, do you want to let us know a little bit about you? Definitely. Uh, First, thank you for having me on here. It's a pleasure uh, to be able to speak and share my story. Um, So I am the owner as well as president and CEO of a asphalt maintenance company called Jim Reynolds Asphalt Contractor. Uh, So we're located here in Louisville, Kentucky, and we do all things asphalt. So whether you need a new driveway or parking lot paved, um, whether you need striping done, a bumper block installed, um, potholes fixed, seal coating, uh, we do it all. Um, and we've been in business for over 30 years. So um, it's been an exciting journey. The company's older than me. I'm actually 25 years old. Uh, it's a family business. Um, and we've been, you know, operating in Louisville for over 30 years and continue to grow and our goal is to continue to pass um, this company down from generation to generation and give opportunities to as many people as possible in this industry. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Hello, my name is uh, Steve Ebbs. I am the uh, founder and owner of Ebbs and Low Peak Company. are becoming well-known within the construction field, and it's, it's fun as we go. You know, we're just learning and growing every day, and uh, it's just really been fun. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So let's start with our first question. And I'm going to direct this towards Kelsey, right? So um, this morning, like a lot of people, most people received um, email headline from Business First um, that a local company has named a CEO. So congratulations, Chelsea. Describe a little bit your journey to how you got to um, the top job. Definitely, for sure. Um, So I started out Um, in this industry at 18 years old, um, mainly really because my father and my great uncle, um, Sam Ellis and Jim Reynolds, they both have been in the asphalt industry, in the home improvement industry um, since I was a kid. So I always grew up around it, but I never knew that I was going to be a part of it when I got older. I would have never guessed that actually. Um, So, but I just always was around the industry though. So I knew a little bit about it. And then when it came time for me to graduate high school and I had to make that decision of, okay, are you going to college? What college are you going to? Uh, What career do you want to choose? Um, It made me to start to really think back and reflect on life and kind of what I enjoyed doing, uh, what industries I was around and what career might give me the life that I truly wanted to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And after kind of looking around in different industries, um, different colleges, I realized that entrepreneurship uh, was a great way of becoming financially free. So I had the goal of wanting to 
um, have time freedom. I wanted, you know, the income freedom and I wanted um, just, you know, financial freedom as well, just to be able to live and enjoy a life that I could build of my own own. Um, and then after doing research in the entrepreneurship, as well as the home improvement and construction industry, I realized that it was an industry that could do that for me. So then my mind started to change, like, all right, maybe I can, you know, uh, take a step into this direction. Even though I didn't know what asphalt was or details about it at that time, I was like, it's worth just giving it a try. Um, so my father at that time, he gave me the option, he said, Hey, you can go to college and you can get a degree in entrepreneurship or you can spend these next four years and learn underneath me in the asphalt company. And this can be your college, you know, hands on experience. And I thought about it and I decided to go that route. I thought to myself, you know, um, what better teacher than a person who raised me and also a person who I've seen have success uh, in this industry? Um, so I just spent every day with my father and my great uncle learning about um, the construction industry, the home improvement industry and asphalt. And then from there, I worked my way up step by step uh, through the company. So I moved up to vice president from only I was only doing paperwork at first. Uh, so then I was able to move up to vice president then from there, president to now being um, part owner as well as CEO and president. Um, so it's truly been an amazing experience. And it's been different, um, but I've been enjoying it. Um, all of the process, I've enjoyed it. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so what about you, Steve? Um, what's a little bit, what What has your journey been like? So uh, I would say I, I have an artistic background. So um, I like painting canvas. So that's how I knew that I could paint like a wall. Not to say that it's like any less hard or challenging, but... I just felt confident that I could paint a wall because I could paint on canvas. And in between all that, like that was to how I started the business through paint. But in my early 20s, my dad's twin brother, my uh, uncle, who's passed away now, I talked to him about one day starting a business through all the skills and traits that he had and he knew how to do. And I'm like, you know what? If we could turn this into a business, I was like, I know that it would do great. And I was like, the things that I don't know, you can teach me. Mm. And uh, he was like, hey, you know, that would be good. But at the time, he was uh, on disability from the military. So I didn't realize that the reason why he wasn't working as hard as he possibly could was because he had some back issues. So mm. it didn't really work out like that. But I told him, I said, you know, I think it would be great if we could come together and like start a business, I'm like, you know, I could be the 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 apprentice and you can just tell me what to do, you know. But uh maybe I don't know, three years after we had that talk, I'm deep in my career. I worked for the post office for like eight years before I started my business. But uh I was deep into my career at the post office, kind of climbing up the ladder, and uh all of a sudden we had got just some tragic news that he had a heart attack. And uh, it just didn't sit well with me, knowing that, uh, you know, that we had talked about some ideas that I'm just like, man, what, what if we could have got that off the ground? So something in me just just didn't sit well with, you know, just my regular, you know, nine to five job. And I felt like, you know, I want to challenge myself to a little bit more. I want to try to make him proud and, uh, you know, take a chance. And, you know, I left a job that was I've been working with it for, for eight and a half years. 
and just stepped out there on the faith of starting this little paint company. And people would ask me, man, why paint? Out of all the things you could start off then why paint? <laughs> and it's like, well, I knew that was something I could overexceed the customer's expectation in. I'm not going to tell them I can build them a roof, you know, when I don't know how to build roofs, you know. But one day I may know how to build roofs and we may be able to add that in as additional service. But, you know, for now it was, it was paint and, and paint, you know, opened up the door for many other services. I, I consider it just really about being an asset to others. And um, that's what's helped our company grow. And with us having those type of ideas from the start and our foundation, you know, just want to help others out, you know, that's, that's allowed us to grow tremendously in, in a short amount of time. Wow. So listening to both of you, what I've heard was um, close family members, right, had a lot to do with your success today. And the fact that you had a chance to see people, um, you know, that look like you actually doing the work. And um, I heard you both say that you had a chance to kind of, uh, you know, do it, right? Watch somebody else study under somebody. And so there's a lot of research around talking about um, the connectivity between um, job seekers and a career, having a chance to do it, right? Actually do the work, watch other people do it, learn and study from them. Um, another term for it is work-based learning. And so these are just two great examples of why those are so important um, and why places like Tucana Works have to work, continue to work harder to connect people um, to on-site type of jobs and activities. So um, is there anything, one thing that was pivotal in um, kind of your decision-making? Um, like, yes, this is it. Um, I know, Chelsea, you mentioned earlier, um, you had a chance to kind of sit back, think about the benefits <laughs> and that was kind of the deciding factor. Um, Steve, is there something um, specifically that kind of helped um, um, drive you to, to where you are right now? Sure. So... I've never been afraid of like hard work. So I used to, when I was working for the post office, I, I adjusted my schedule so that uh, basically meaning that I took a job where I would go in at like four in the morning and I might get off at like maybe one thirty, And then I would go get off of work and then go work ebbs and low from, you know, two in the afternoon until, you know, maybe seven or if I had something vacant, like another house that I was working on that was like maybe vacant, I would treat that kind of like a third shift job. And I would try to work that, you know, during the third shift and then, and you know, I might, you know, pack everything up by, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning just to get ready to do it all again. So what I realized is as far as being an entrepreneur and whatnot, I'm like, you know what, if I give ebbs and love all the time that I'm giving the post office, I'm already willing to work my post office shift and go do ebbs and low. What happens if I give ebbs and low all that time, you know, but to do that, I have to, you know, have total faith and trust in the unknown, which is mine to operate. Right. So I have to have total faith and trust in the unknown and just step out there. 
And, you know, that's basically what it boiled down to. I think for six months, I carried my main job with my uh, business, you know, and revenue yet that solidified me jumping out there and going all the way in full throttle. But I had the faith that, you know, we will produce it. It is coming. I just have to get out here. I have to dedicate. I have to build the base, you know, and, and now it's just night and day, you know, it's night and day. Yeah, I agree as well. It was similar for me. I think the biggest thing was just the belief system and believing in myself that I could do it. And then from there, you know, just got to put in the work that it takes. And then from there, your confidence continues to grow and you see, OK, I can do it and I can do more. Then you start adding more things and then you're able to start hiring people and all those things come after that. But first, the biggest thing is getting over our, our fears you know, of what will happen or how it will go. And just stepping doing out, it. Stepping out on faith. Um, and like you said, put it in the work. All right. So um, what do you think is the biggest misconception about working in your field? Uh, Chelsea, you want to start with that one? Um. Yeah. So I would say... Um, the biggest misconception, I guess, just being a woman that, you know, it's a job that only men can do or that's, you know, more dedicated towards men. Um, I've been out there and I've done some labor work myself just to, you know, try it out and see if I could do it or show the men that I could do it type of thing. Um, and it made it open my eyes up even more to show that, you know, there's plenty of positions in this industry that women can be involved in. Um, or even young people or, you know, people of different um, backgrounds, you know, can be in this industry. Um, so I learned that a lot by working and it made me want to open doors for other people like me. Um, you know, I can go in there, I can, you know, get dirty for a couple of hours and then leave out and, you know, go back to the regular schedule program. Um, it, it cleans off paint, asphalt, still coating. <laughs> One thing I realized, it all cleans off at the end of the day. Um, and it's a good career to be in because you can make more than minimum wage and make a living wage in these trades and industries. So uh, that's the biggest thing I learned is that it's something that anybody can do. Absolutely. What you want to add to the conversation, Steve? Oh, uh, I would say a big misconception is that, you know, Anybody can do some of the things that's, that's to be done. You know, it's it's a lot of skill behind this, a lot, a lot of knowledge and time learning. You know, for instance, like someone may feel like, you know, uh, I need a plumber. And then you get a plumber uh, call over there to your home and you see that they just removed two bolts. And you're like, you know what? I could have removed those two bolts, you know, but you didn't know what two bolts to remove. You didn't know why you need to remove those two bolts. So it's almost like people have the conception sometimes that, uh, or one big misconception is that if you can do something fast, then it's not really, you know, shouldn't be worth much because you, you did it so fast, but it's not about how fast you can do something. It's kind of about the knowledge that you've had to uh, attain. And, and basically, you know, that's a part of, you know, why things cost what they cost. You know, it's not always about exactly what you do. Like, 
you know, some people look at painting and they're like, you know what, it's easy to, you know, throw some tape up there and, and, you know, paint like that. But, you know, you can start that way, but, you know, you're going to go on some job where they're going to question your level of professionalism if you're not, you know, actually cutting it in, you know, by hand. So it's a lot of misconceptions that like you can just kind of ease your way in which, you know, there are ways to get in, but, you know, you have to be serious about, you know, your craft, you know, I would say that's a big mistake. It's like, it's a big misconception that, you know, um, the lowest, the lowest price, um, you know, like uh, bid or estimate is, you know, the, the best work, you know, like that's the best deal. But a lot of times the lowest price estimate, this is speaking from a customer standpoint, the misconception. Mm -hmm a lot of times the lowest price estimate is the most expensive because if you have to pay to refix what, you know, this contractor, you know, didn't do correctly, then now what seemed like was cheap and a good deal turns into something that was more expensive. So uh, a, a misconception is that you can get, you know, quality and it's, and it's really the good old saying, kind of get what you pay for. Mm. Yep. yep. All right. So next question. As construction leaders, what are your thoughts on growing your business? Um, why expand? Is it really worth the headache sometimes? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, I, I think all of us as business owners kind of um, go back and forth on the subject of expanding and when to do it, how to do it. Um, you know, when to hire new people, all of those things are, you know, I think struggles and uh, battles we face as entrepreneurs. Um, but I'm really big. Um, my normal philosophy is kind of grow from the inside out um, and grow, um, not, not necessarily growing fast or slow, but at the pace that fits with your business. Um, it's kind of how I always look at it. I read a lot of different books on the topic of expanding and growth. And, um, you know, one thing I've learned is it's all about um, kind of what you put in is what you get out. Um, so um, my mindset I've always tried to have is the same amount of time that it takes for me to bid and do a um, $500 job. Normally, it'll take almost the same amount of time to bid and do a job that's worth 10 times more than that. So a job that costs $20,000, it took me the same amount of effort, maybe just a little bit more to do that bigger job. So a lot of times it's one, mainly the mindset switch of, um, you know, maybe going from residential to commercial or going from doing homes to doing more things in the construction industry. Um, in this industry, that's a way to grow um, by doing that. And also, there's a, just a lot of um, good ways to network out here, whether it be networking with other businesses um, like me and Steve, we network. And if there's opportunities for me to, you know, give him a lead, I'll do so. If there's opportunities for him to give me a lead, uh, he'll do so. So the bigger you build your network, normally that also helps with your growth. Um, and then last thing, I'm big with uh, marketing and branding. I love um, just the topic of marketing and branding. And I think every business owner, you know, even if we are good at a skill, whether it be asphalt, painting, um, just home improvement in general, and we take a little bit of time to learn about branding and marketing, a lot of times we can also 
be able to build our companies, you know, ourselves and learn how to market, whether it be business cards, putting signs out on our jobs, or, you know, there's even online places you can go, you know, Google, getting reviews from your customers can help your business grow all of those tools. Um, but it's about just, you know, doing a little research every day and learning more and more to where you can put it in place to what fits for you in your in your business has, has worked for me personally. And so, Steve, I know you mentioned earlier about um, you now expanded or you went through several different service offerings. Um, what are your thoughts on continuing to expand? Do you see that in the near future? Oh, yes. I want to continue to expand. Um, I looked at uh, my business in the beginning, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to trust others because I knew what I could give the customer. I knew the level of effort that I would put in until the job was done and they were happy about it. So it took a lot for me to want to trust others. And, you know, I didn't feel like it was going to work out if I had to just train everybody from level zero to, you know, where I feel like I can trust them, you know. So I deal with some um, other workers that I have that are like, you know, 10, 15 years experience, you know, and I really think that that's been helpful because that allowed me to trust them just like I trust myself because they have years of experience doing this. So then it allows me to step away from some of the positions that I had to be in, you know, for my company to operate and be profitable. Now I can step away and allow them to utilize their skills that put some put money on their family's table and put money on Ebs and Lowe's family's table as well. So now I like what I, I like what I do even better because I help so many others. There's so many other people that that are under the un, ebbs and low umbrella that benefit from from what we do. And the thing is it's all in the name of being able to help more people. Because if it was if it was only me like it was in the beginning, but you know nowadays we might get ten calls a day, you know. So if we turn those leads into you know actual jobs, then I will have to schedule. That's a whole month's worth of work right there, you know. And I don't want to tell people, you know, yeah, I'm three months, I'm three weeks away, you know. So my thing is, I needed to make my business scalable, so you know it can run without me actually having to per se, swing the hammer or, you know, uh, paint, swing the paintbrush. So uh, we're getting, we're getting to that point and it, it feels good, but it's also just a part of, I think, you know, owning a business, you want to grow, you want growth, you know, and, you know, being able to scale your business, you know, that's, that's a step in the right direction, you know, because one day we would like to be in other markets you know, with a stronghold like we have here in, you know, maybe a Georgia or New York or Texas or California, you know, so we want to be in different markets. So just imagine if I'm running around to do the jobs, how can I think about being in a different market? I can't even operate, you know, a week's worth of jobs right here in the same way that I could if I, if it was scaled. So the overall goal is definitely to to grow. And as you grow, help others. Like I said, it's just, to me, everything is about being an asset. If I can be an asset to, to you, you know, then in turn, 
you know, whether you realize it or not, you're going to be an asset to not only me, but to others. Because, you know, like I said, when somebody goes out and does a job, you know, that's food on their family's table now, you know. So I just like helping others. And my thing is, you know, you have to just be willing to help others get what they want. And, you know, you will get all the blessings that you feel like you're entitled to. But just be willing to help others. You know, so, so, many, so many different products and services to sell. But uh, I think some of them can seem a lot more helpful and beneficial than other stuff like that. But like, if I was selling t-shirts, I just feel like it's harder to, you know, uh, accumulate, you know, the, the type of, you know, um, I say the type of, I, let me say this. I think it'd be harder to build up a, a brand off of t-shirts than it is off of something that's a little bit more beneficial because you might have one t-shirt amongst 30 other t-shirts that you really like but then like as far as your home you more you probably only have one kitchen in there you know what i mean so if we upgrade this kitchen yeah that's pretty big it's different than buying a t-shirt you know so it's like different things like that help me to realize that uh you know with what with what i've gotten into i feel like you know making sure that whatever you get into uh you see the signs of it becoming lucrative because as long as it's harder for you to see where it can become lucrative then that means it's going to take that much longer and, and mean that many more you know sales or what not have to be produced to to make it to to the numbers that you want to get to so I don't know. I don't, I don't hate to be long-winded, but I so am. But, you know, I just, <laughs> that's how I feel. Excuse me. But we both from talkers. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You don't get here not be comfortable with talking. That's right. You, you must know that. You must be willing to talk. network. You know, how can you network if you, you're not talking? So, But, yeah, that's a big part of the growth, too, networking, like Chelsea said. I think both of us have a really, really uh, – a nice following on uh, social media and you know that's not by chance and you know uh, also growth something that can uh, stipend your growth is uh, you know not knowing how to uh, carry yourself the best way on social media. So what I heard between both of, um, both of you is really um, you know branding is a big part of it right um, Steve talked a lot about giving back and helping others um, that's part of the brand right when you're, when you're selecting um, who you want to, you know, work with, people are looking holistically, right? Um, so I think that's part of um, um, marketing and branding and kind of, um, if you want to grow and expand, right? Yeah, um, for sure. And I think he mentioned a good part too on about um, not only employing people, but we also have a lot of subcontractors. Um, so that's yes. a good thing for this industry is the subcontractor. So it's a good industry that you can jump into if you want to own a business. Mm -hmm. So you can start out as a subcontractor for a person like me or like Steve, and then you can kind of get your feet wet because we're feeding you jobs. So, you know, it'll get your income you need to start out. And then you can learn from us to then figure out, all right, how can I get more jobs on my own? I'm getting this amount now from helping her out, helping him out. And then they can start to learn the process in that uh, while they're also working with us. So um, I've enjoyed that as well. Of I, you know, not only have employees, but I have a lot of contractors. So we can see each other as equals. 
and they can see me as a mentor throughout the process. And then they eventually brand themselves and go off to do their own thing and become even bigger. And you can kind of see that growth happen. So it's a really good industry for that. Wonderful. So you guys were talking about networking and um, you two net network with each other and I'm sure alike other professionals. Um, one of the things we like to leave with um, um, to our listeners are what are some resources, um, maybe some magazines, some LinkedIn or Twitter followers um, that you think will be um, good for our um, job seekers to know about? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I would say, um, if I would refer, I, I love reading books, um, and love listening to podcasts. So I recommend, you know, doing that to, uh, for everybody to do that, whether it be a motivational book, book about business, things such as that. Um, but two books that I would recommend, uh, reading one, uh, is profit first. So that's a good book for anyone wanting to get into business or who is into business and looking to grow and wanting to know kind of uh, how they should handle their money in their business. Mm -hmm. um, so what money should go to savings, to paying yourself, to, you know, your profits, to investing back into your business. That book helps a lot in that topic. Um, and then any in regards to social media, Honestly, I just um, like to follow like-minded people. So every day I make an effort uh, to make sure that the people on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram are either people in my field or people who, you know, I just wouldn't mind doing business with. Um, so they could own restaurants or, you know, a gym or whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be the exact field, but people of like minds, uh, because what you'll see happen is, We'll all eventually be able to network some way, somehow. You know, they might know someone who needs asphalt work done or they might need it themselves. But it always comes full circle um, when you just have good quality, you know, motivated people on your uh, pages and people who inspire you. Um, so I don't, you know, use Facebook. I use it for fun a little bit, but mainly for business. So people who can inspire me, who can teach me something new every day, uh, people can share information. Um, it's kind of who I like to be around when it comes to social media and networking in person as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just piggyback and say that like-minded like people, being around them is very, very important, you know, from an energy uh, standpoint, inspirational standpoint. And as far as like social medias and stuff, it's important to, you know, uh, you know, try to friend the right people so then, you know, they can see what you bring to the table, just like you saw what they bring to the table. And before you know it, you know, you're a part of the same groups of people that, you know, have these good things going on, whether it's a business or, you know, whatever they have going on, whether it's a nonprofit or whether, you know, it's someone who has a, you know, like, like Chelsea was saying, a restaurant or whatnot. So, uh, I think it all depends on what field you're trying to get into. So if you're obviously trying to get into the, if you're obviously trying to, <laughs> my son just came in here. If you're obviously trying to get into the restaurant field, I would say, you know, uh, definitely you want to follow restaurant uh, uh, business owners and whatnot. But for someone like, if you want to do like home improvement, you can see the benefit for me following uh, restaurant people as well, because their restaurant may need an improvement. So we do commercial and, you know, residential improvements. So uh, if I'm a friend of a, uh, a restaurant owner, then they can see how I may be able to be an asset to them. 
So it's basically about just opening up the doors to to allow people to see how you can be an asset to them. And to me, it doesn't matter, even if you have to, like, I'm a little different. Like when I first started, I used to see like people working on job sites and I would literally park my car and I'd get out and I'd walk over to the job site and I'd be like, hey, just, you know, trying to see what's going on. You know, what, what you guys were praying here, you know? And sometimes people are like, you know, hey, who are you? You know, like, get out of here. But it's like, you know, hey, I had to learn. You know, I wanted to know. I wanted to know why all these guys' trucks say Cincinnati, and I know that there are qualified workers right here in Louisville that could have been doing that job. So it's like, you know, I go in there and I ask my questions, and, you know, I just find out stuff. So, you know, it just – you just got to be willing to learn and put yourself in the position of a learner. You know, if you think you already know a whole lot, then you're not really willing to learn a lot. So just be open to learn whatever way it can come from a book, a podcast, you know, whatever, you know, but just be willing to learn. And I got cut off a little bit earlier, but I was trying to say when, when we do all this marketing on social media, it's very important to carry yourself in a manner that you want to be looked at with, in, in, with your business in mind even when you're not posting directly about business, right? Like you have to have a certain level of, you know, you, 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 you want to, you don't have to, but it's easier. I feel like, you know, to come across the way you want to, to others when you don't go too personal, basically, you know, I think, you know, I can remember the days where Facebook was for me, just like it seems to be for a lot of people, where it's, you know, somewhere just for fun and you mm -hmm. put up, you know, the things that you want to talk about socially or whatever you want to vent about. And it's just like now I understand the the, the power of, of networking and, you know, the social medias are the new phone book now, you know, back <laughs> in the day, having your business in the phone book, you know, that was really something everybody could find. You're in the phone book, you know, but nowadays the Internet is the phone book. So if you want to be in the Internet, you know, I mean, if you want to be in a phone book, you know, get on the Internet. That's the that's the way to do it. You know, uh, you reach out to others, you know, like minded people. Definitely. And you brought up a good point about um, just. um um, sitting back and recognizing and checking your image on social media platforms. Um, yes. For all the job seekers that are listening, when you are applying for positions, people are searching um, for sure. what your oh, for sure. like online, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so if you listen to Steve, you need to keep it focused, right? There's always an end goal in mind. Um, how would you feel if you see certain things? Um, on social media, so mm -hmm. um, that you see, see, Steve and Chelsea's been dropping gems today. So thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, but that definitely was a great point. Um. All right. So uh, that was actually the last question. Um, really appreciate um, you both are taking your time of chatting with us today. Thanks for tuning in to KW Conversations. Visit KentuckianaWorks.org to find labor market data, resources for job seekers and employers, and much more.